Hello and welcome back to the Built for Purpose podcast. Today I have Joey Milburn on again. Uh, This is the first in a new uh, podcast series that we're going to be doing uh, every week or so. Um, We're going to call it Coffee and Conversations. We have a shared passion for rugby, mental health, coffee and many other things. So uh, we thought it'd be a good idea to just chat through things that have happened in life, in sport, uh, and just, yeah, just generally have a chat, record it, and then put it up uh, for you guys to listen to. So, here goes, episode one of Coffee and Conversations. Hello. Hello there. Hello there. Is that Um, like Obi-Wan Kenobi? Hello there. (laughs) Hello there. Um, How's your coffee? Yeah, it tastes really good. Yeah, um, awful use? artwork. <laughs> what blend did you use? Uh, I used the loose head from Rugger Coffee. Yeah, is it your favourite one? It actually is. Yeah, like I know that you'd kind of expect me to say it, but I, I get the best espresso shot out of it. Um, yeah, and it's that kind of like that caramel twist in the blend, like it gives it like it's sweet enough to not need to add anything uh caramel and dark chocolate notes mm. notes weird? what like music notes like c um, minor tasting notes ah okay similar though similar mm. um but yeah no it's my favorite too and as soon as i tried it i was like Ooh, that's good i used to prefer the winger that was my favorite and now yeah so i was between winger and fullback yeah uh, yeah, but this one's a completely different level, like roasting level. It's like really yeah. high compared, it but is. really good. Like yeah. I couldn't get on the front row because it was too, mm-hmm. too dark a blend. But yeah. yeah, I like this one. No, oh, yeah. How are you? How are you today out of 10? Eight now, actually. Ooh. Yeah, I've had a really good morning. Good. So, yeah, I also had a catch up with KB. That was nice. While I had breakfast and stuff, so that was nice. Going to get tattoos later, that's mm. fun. How are you? Where are you getting them? Where, as in, where on my body or where? In um, my... both. Um, because this is a question that I get tripped up on. Um, I'm getting one on my wrist here, mm-hmm. and then one on my tricep. Amazing. You're gonna build up to like sleeves and? No, I want like patchwork basically. So obviously the ones I've got at the minute are quite like spread out and like. I want more like that, basically. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Um, but I also want to, like, maybe get some more on my legs somewhere because mm-hmm. at the minute, out of, like, eight tattoos, seven of them will be on my arms. So it's not spreading it's, them out a little bit more. heavy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I want to get some on my back as well. So. Yeah. yeah. But all in good time. All Lovely. Good time. And where are you getting them done? In, What's the studio uh, I think it's a place called Keep the Faith Society Club. I think society, yeah, social club, social club. That's what it nice. is. But there's like a barbers and stuff in there, and like a nail place, and like, and then the tattoo places upstairs. But we went in there yesterday to book it, and it was very nice. Seemed very friendly, which is always awesome. They're about to stick needles in you, so yeah. <laughs> but it's it's nice. It's nice to like. It's a good silver lining of an injury, like being able to get mm-hmm. piercings or tattoos and stuff, because like the piercings I had yesterday, I would never be able to get if I wasn't playing because they take like 12 weeks to heal. Yeah. 
I would be like putting my ears in, in the second row, you know? So that's not not an ideal place for ear piercing. You'd have to go back to back to wearing a scrum cap. Well, yeah, but even then, like they would stab you, wouldn't they? Like it wouldn't be fun. It have you ever played in second row? No, it's literally like, oh, that hurts. But like but the closest I've got is having to squeeze my head in whilst flanking. Well, there we um, are. No, that's not the same. Or being dragged off the pitch by my ankles on the wing. That's yeah. probably head down on the ground being dragged. Yeah. That's probably the closest I've got. Maybe yeah. when I maybe when I was scrumming, when I was scrum half, when I was scrummy, I suppose that's probably the closest, like being slapped in the face by a flanker whilst playing. Yeah, maybe. I was like, where are you going to go with this? Because they're nowhere near the scrum. Like, that's not... <laughs> like, standing uh, next to the scrum is not the same. No, like, I've been... Yeah, I've, like... You, you've obviously seen the videos where, like, flankers have, like, punched the, yeah. the scrum off. Yeah, that, that's probably the closest I've had to having my ears banging after no, <laughs> being involved not. in a scrum. Fair enough. That's actually not the same thing, but okay. <laughs> okay. no, we'll just leave that there um let's talk about the six nations yeah i yeah. mean oh my god yeah what what a tournament i know it was class wasn't it yeah i'm um, i think obvious one england france twickenham yeah standout game like that is definitely a taster for for the world cup mm-hmm I mean, yeah. 60,000 seats sold, and that was the allocation. Yeah. So 80,000, no issue. Yeah, definitely. And, like, that's that's one game out of one tournament. Like, imagine in two, three years' time when we come to the World Cup. And if women's rugby keeps growing on, the like, the mm-hmm. path that it has been, like, it's only going to get so much bigger. Yeah. And, yeah, it's very exciting because it's not, like, obviously you've got that England-France game and the crowd there, but also how many, like, Sell, like sellout crowds or um like record breaking crowds there was for other nations as well um obviously the like they scaled down to a lesser degree but obviously so many like records broken across that even in terms of like tv uh viewing as well mm-hmm. like, good to know that it's not just people coming to games it's also people watching if they can't make it yeah as well like, i think that's the important thing is that like the tv viewing is going up because because some people can't afford to attend rugby games i mean it, it is a treat isn't it if you have a big family it, it's a full day out traveling to london food drink even if you're just drinking soft drinks mm-hmm. from the seat it's an expensive day out so it's really important that they're playing all of these games like on the bbc okay even if it's at the moment it's on the iplayer but still how many people are logging in and watching those yeah i know it, it is so good and like I think when I was younger, when I started playing rugby at like 14, 15, they were, I couldn't watch women's rugby anywhere. And now you have like, even just coming to our games, like talking about the Welsh games that we had at home, like how many young girls were there that mm-hmm. wanted to meet us, that wanted to speak to us, that wanted to have pictures, autographs, this and that and the other. And I like, yeah. they actually look at you as like their idol or like look up to you and they want yeah. to be what you are. And that's like, it's a lovely feeling to know that there that exists now because when I was younger, like I said, like there wasn't that. And if you don't see something that you can be, then it's hard to do it. And yeah, a lot of young girls to have like rugby as a career path now in the same way that like maybe uh, a boy the same age would have is mm-hmm. it's 
definitely a step in the right direction and that's how we're going to get more young girls to participate in the sport as well is yeah you're not going to have that drop off at like 15 16 because it actually is something that they can aspire to continue to do into adulthood as well yeah and I think that's the thing isn't it it's really important and whilst we're kind of on a topic of sort of the the Wales games let's talk about kind of that opening game um for you obviously it was a tough I, I suppose tough isn't the right word to use. It was crap, yeah. wasn't it? Emotional. How, yeah, so so let's talk about opening five minutes and 32 seconds or something like that. Yeah. What happened? Well, yeah, basically, obviously, it had been hyped up quite a lot, I think, both in my own mind and then, like, a little bit in the media and stuff as well, which I, was something that I was happy for and that I was, like, not pushing for, but I was, like... I enjoyed that part of it as well because it kind of built the excitement around it. Um, but then that did mean that emotions were very high going into that game. And it was, you know, it was like probably the most emotional I've been around, like singing an anthem and that kind of thing. Um, and then like the first five or so minutes went really well. Like I I got into the game, made tackles, like we won a line out, scored a try like within the first two minutes, like ideal start to the tournament. And yeah, then just one phase... I came up too hard at the line, uh, the attacker stepped back inside me and yeah, my knee just went basically. And I think the hardest thing in the moment for me was I knew exactly what I'd done there and then because I'd done it before. I knew I knew the sensation and the feeling. And to be honest with you, in that moment, like that was, it was literally heartbreaking. Like I, I just couldn't, I just remember lying on the floor being like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like I was just saying that out loud and like, this isn't happening, this isn't happening, I can't do it again. Like that was literally what I was saying to the physios, and it was like it was devastating. You can see that in the some of the pictures and videos of me walking off the field are actually horrendous. Like I look back at them and I'm like, it's it's awful. But yeah, you can literally see how like heartbroken I am walking off the pitch and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was quite tough then to like come out and just sit there and watch the second half. And yeah. I think at that point I'm like. A little bit in denial because obviously after the game everyone came onto the pitch and that kind of thing and it kind of distracted me a little bit from it because you have to just kind of forget about what's just happened celebrate the fact that one we won our first game of the bonus point win very convincingly and the girls performed really well but also like the actual occasion like how many people were there to watch us didn't take away from the fact that I just started a test match like I needed to be present in that moment and like a, yeah and the young girls and speak to the fans and this and that and try not to let that happen but then yeah over the next few days after that it was hard because it was it's kind of that like stages of grief type thing where you like you're a little bit in denial then you like come to the realization of what's happened and then you're just heartbroken and devastated and then then you actually start to understand it a bit more and then you have a bit of a blip again like it was just a bit of a whirlwind week to be honest after that but equally we were still in the middle of a campaign and the girls were winning games performing well were growing like a following and that kind of thing so it was almost like a a nice distraction to Mm -hmm. have that but also it was hard because I wanted to be playing more of a role in terms of playing in those games not just being there to support you know yeah I it's really sort of nice to hear that you had a bit of a distraction at the end of that game I mean opening the gates up and allowing fans onto the pitch unheard of yeah um 
a bit of a shock for all of you, but yeah. quite a nice shock that you got to live that moment with fans who live and breathe the heart of the dragon as well. Like it, it must have been really, really special. And um, I suppose going on from like special moments throughout the Six Nations, I mean, sold out stadium, mm-hmm. like. Do you know what I mean you're hitting your national record for women's rugby against England? Yeah. Um, Scotland have also, like Scotland women have also now hit their like new national record and things. And I think it's really important that those um, those numbers, those figures, are celebrated because although they're not sixty thousand in Twickenham, they're that's a massive achievement for for any team that that sold even one more ticket than they did the year before because that's one more fan that's attended yeah definitely like it's it's sometimes that like you said because the figures aren't the same as what the men are getting in or even what england women are getting in or new zealand or whatever but like you've got to look at it and compared to last year the year before that kind of thing and it's growing like you said it's growing and you have to start looking at those fans as like individual people rather than just being like oh mm-hmm. it's just a figure of five thousand people like actually understand that if there's 500 more people there, that's 500 more people that are be like being impressionable and that you can have a positive influence on and that then can maybe spread the word to five of their friends. They're like, oh, I went mm-hmm. to watch a women's rugby game. It's really good. Like you should come to the next one and then come next Six Nations, you know, where we've got three home games, then you get more people in and, you know, it's, that's how growth happens, isn't it? But I think it's one of those things that's like a little bit like the compound effect. Like it's been mm-hmm. coming for a long time and slowly increasing but it's not until there's like that breakthrough moment which I think maybe the World Cup and the Six Nations has been but also all the work that goes on in the Premier 15s and that kind of stuff which also builds the momentum of women's rugby like now it's coming to that point where it's like finally clicking and then hopefully by the World Cup in England in a few years time like that's where we'll see the full effect of all the, the sort of like last 10 years of work that's gone into it yeah I, I suppose the the Women's Six Nations isn't just the only sort of big tournament in in the UK or in England that's happened lately. Obviously, we've had the um, Allianz Cup semi-final and final whilst, um, whilst all of the internationals were on their duty. I mean, I, I was at both the Chiefs semi-final at Bears and then the Chiefs final. Yeah. And just seeing fans coming along watching it and and that they're watching like they're like the non-international players aren't they I mean some teams are lucky that they have internationals that weren't on duty and things like that but having that number of people coming along to watch a game of mostly locals playing was just such an amazing experience and I mean Chiefs this year and I know this is going to be difficult for you as a Gloucester Hartbury player, but Chiefs women this year are just on just this emotional roller coaster with their fans because they're they're obviously now back to back Alliance Cups winners, which is amazing. Um, that's a huge achievement for them all. But I suppose leading into the Prem 15s, which is back again properly now with the internationals and stuff this weekend I mean what about this title race how how about that yeah like touching on the cup I think it's so good to have such a high standard of rugby maintained even when 
like the UK based internationals are off on international duty, like to still have games that are so competitive and with such a high standard of rugby is so good for women's rugby in general, because like you said, it, it gives some something else for fans to go and watch. Um, but also it drives the standard of the league when we do come back into the Premier 15s. Um, and yeah, obviously, so last game of the season is Gloucester-Exeter, um, which is, it's all, like, I think from day one, obviously we played Chiefs' first game of the season mm-hmm. and and we that was for a while our only game that we'd won without a bonus point. Yeah. Um, and we always knew that maybe that was going to, have an effect and and then like looking forward to that last game of the season and obviously we're you know Chiefs are first we're second in the table at the minute there's obviously games between now and then as well but I think that last game I I think it's like the second or third time that we would have played Chiefs last game in the season and Mm -hmm. it's always such such a good fixture so close yeah very very good to watch Uh, I'm definitely excited to watch it but yeah it's hard because both teams have secured top four yeah we we it's more a case of trying to secure the best semi-final possible to be able to make that final. Yeah. Uh, and and I suppose Chiefs have got so Chiefs have got Sarries this yeah. weekend, which is a potential semi-final for yeah. them as well. Yeah. Do you think this weekend is is gonna be a good insight to how a semi-final could look? Or do you think that those internationals are gonna come back and still be a little bit sort of displaced because of how long they've been away how do you think sort of those kind of games are going to look well I think like internationals coming back in it's quite it feels sometimes when you first come back into to your club setup like a little bit lost because obviously you've got to remember all the calls but it's something that you did not that long ago so actually it comes back very quickly and at the end of the day like rugby is still rugby it doesn't really matter whether you're playing internationally or for your club the basics are still the same. So obviously there's a little bit of teething errors in terms of like getting back into the swing of things, but um, it's actually not like, it's not that hard to to get back into it. So I actually think that they'll probably come back into, into it with like a fire in their bellies a little bit. Mm-hmm. And definitely excitement because international fixtures are a lot of pressure and they're very hard, but then coming back into your club, it's exciting. It's like something new. It's, it's almost like the pressure gets taken off of you a little bit and yeah. go out and enjoy it more. Not that you don't enjoy international fixtures, but do you know what I mean? It's like that, hey, let's just, you know, this is going to be a nice like change of environment, change of scenery and playing with different players that have also been away. It's just a nice, it's a nice feeling. So I think it won't necessarily like disrupt things in teams. If anything, it'll probably bring something, another edge to it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I'm i just really excited to to see it all back up and running, even though the Six Nations is on, still feel a little bit lost, not watching kind of my local club. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, either way that any of these games go now, it's just really good to see the growth of women's sport in general. I mean, the football as well, but we won't get into that because it's football. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I suppose like, Obviously, Gloucester have got a really good connection with with quite a few partners and brands and things. And and one of the sort of good partners that we've got is through you and Rugger Coffee, which is obviously what we're both drinking today. Yeah. Um, 
So do you want to give a quick explanation on why you're involved with Rugger and Lucent? Yeah. Um, so this is reminding me of when we did the filming day for it. They were like, sat me down on the sofa and they were like, so ex- like explain why you're involved in both brands. And I was like, like it's hard to put into words. Like it's just like, oh, I don't know what's I saying. like clothing and I like coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's honestly, I sat there and I was like, okay, well, both brands and are to do with rugby I like rugby um obviously I'm I, I was like I'm very passionate about coffee so that's the coffee element of it but more importantly both um both brands and companies are linked in with mental health and they've got like an underpinning um I guess aim and objective of increasing mental health awareness uh, and be it like that being within rugby as well which for me is quite an important thing because it's a sport where everything is about being aggressive and tough and physical and and driven and actually the reality is a lot of that is to do with your mindset and your mental health as well so if your mental health isn't uh, where it needs to be or it's suffering at all then that can be quite detrimental to your performance Um, but also it can mean that it can be quite hard to talk about these things with people within rugby so Mm -hmm having charities and companies that actually open that up and share that on social media through different rugby players or through different people that have any form of following or influence on people is quite an important message and the fact that the two have come together I think just I was like when we were sat there doing the filming I was doing this thing I was like this partnership just makes sense (laughs) but it does like it does just make sense because coffee and conversation yeah yeah coffee and conversation and like having a coffee with a friend like automatically opens up a more like a safer space because it just it's just like a vehicle to to being able to talk about stuff and you could just be talking about how how your day was and your friend could say one thing to you and like maybe that that's them being a little bit vulnerable and being like okay please ask me about this and yeah that up and as soon as you open that dialogue with each other then that's building connection building trust around that and allows you to be able to just in future maybe just open up to each other and talk about it um Mm -hmm. and I think it's meant like mental health is still something that a lot of people are very naive about and don't understand like even just over a year ago I didn't understand that mental health was like just a thing that everyone had Mm -hmm. but now I understand that and it also makes my own thoughts for a lot of my life make sense because I'm like, oh, that was what was happening to me then. Not Whereas before I just thought mental health was like if you had mental ill health. But obviously distinguishing the difference is quite important as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. And I think that is it's really important to understand that mental health is, is a spectrum and you everyone has mental health it could be good mental health it could be poor mental health and then it can be bad mental health and it's everyone understanding that you are somewhere on that spectrum every single minute of every single day and it can go up and down up and down it can go left to right however you look at the spectrum and it's okay Mm -hmm. it's okay to have a good day and you don't have to feel guilty if you have a good day and one of your friends isn't having a good day but you also need to understand that it's okay to have a bad day and it's okay to have a bad day, even if your friends are all having good days. Yeah. Um, and that's the importance around mental health, I think. And I think that's why sort of we're having this chat with our coffees and we're, we're having that coffee and conversation, aren't we? And yeah. we're, 
we're making sure that we're uniting as you, <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah, it just makes sense, doesn't it? It yeah. it it just does. Like coffee is fantastic. Um people use it for different means. Like for example, I will use it to wake myself up to ensure that I am motivated to go out. Whereas some people will use it to ensure that they focus more or, or that it it draws their attention to things that they need. And that's the importance is you're sitting there having a coffee and you're engaging mm-hmm. in in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I really enjoyed this chat. Yeah, me too. Coffee and conversations part one. Episode yes. one. Ep- episode one. Episode um one. episode two, I would like to challenge. No, I don't know why I've used the word challenge. That get rid of that word. Yeah. Edit. Yeah. Cut it. I'm not gonna cut it, I'm, but anyway, yeah, go on. I'm not challenging you because you'll win. Uh yeah. episode two, let's see how bad I can make a coffee. Okay, and how and, good. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, and how poor my attempt of I'm not even gonna call it artwork. Um my pouring don't put yourself down okay the whole point of art i actually read in a book the other day about how art is art because it is what it is it's not it's it's about the perception of the person that makes it and that's the beauty about it well it is what it is and it is crap and that's actually Um, the tattoo i'm getting today it is what it is so there we go it has a meaning yeah and exactly and you're going to go forward today because it is what it is. It is what it is. I am going to take my daughter swimming. Oh, very nice. I know. And um, maybe she'll be a guest for one episode. Oh, yes, please. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> and we'll make sure we do a live episode as well, but we'll keep it uh, we'll keep it quiet where that's going to happen. Why? Okay, you can tell people where we'll do a live episode. Okay, fine. I don't know when. Where are we going to? Where are we? Where are we going to do a live episode? In Bournemouth. There we go. Yeah, so we will do a live episode in Bournemouth. It will be cray cray. Absolutely cray cray. See you there, everyone. Yes. So, thank you, and roll on episode two. Yeah. Thank you. Ciao for now. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to that episode, guys. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, if you want to get hold of the Loose Head, the new blend of Rugger Coffee, then you can do so by heading to the Rugger Coffee website or the Loose Heads website. I'll leave uh, the link for those in uh, the description. Uh, but yeah, get involved. Um, a percentage of each sale goes uh, directly to Loose Heads, uh, which is a mental health charity that is aiming to tackle the stigma uh, around mental health in rugby so it's a really important cause uh, and one that we can all get behind so yeah thanks for listening uh, and i will see you again very soon